meaning of symbology, what is at stake? It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. And greetings and salutations to all our fellow sky watchers listening from all corners of the globe and to our space relatives out there in the cosmos listening intergalactically we're live once again on this beautiful january 20th 2016 broadcasting from new logic studios in miami florida i am he the one they call angel espino and with me as usual is the great crystal storm aka dcs aka woo woo aka never late for a good time hey crystal how you doing <laughs> I I am I am never late for a good time. That's all I can say. That's yep. that's it. Never. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like yeah. there's a party in your pants and everybody's coming. Whoa! Uh, hey now. Whoa! 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 What are you trying to do? I Get know. us kicked out of every network around? No, no, Jesus! No, they're coming to the party. Shut your mouth! That voice you hear there is he is as usual. My hetero radio life mate, the one and the only Alan Tres Leche Weiler, aka the other guy with a very potty mouth. Jesus! How was that potty mouth? Jesus! Really? How was how was that potty mouth? Leave a little to the imagination. All I said was everybody's coming to the party. Not that many people could fit in my pants. I'm a little person. I'm just saying. Well, you know, you know, we're gonna give you Jared's subway pants. Yeah. Okay. First of all, one at a time. Whoa. I'm a very superficial woman, so you're gonna have to pass my "Are you sexy?" test. I'm just saying. If you're not sexy, you're not getting pants. I'm just saying. Well, at least there's a test. Not there a is a test. Yeah. It's like it's like one question. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> yes. Uh, is that like the one in a million? Yeah. Oh, boo, you know you invited to my party anytime. Yeah, there not you go, girl. You, not the other guy, not the other guy. Yeah, you the other guy. Oh, you gotta, oh. He would crash the party. He's like the type of guy that actually crash, crash a party. party. Yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't, I didn't get an invite. I'm crash this party. You know, I'm sorry that's not true. The party has to be worthwhile, and based on what I've seen so far, it's really not going to be worthwhile. So, you know. Lies. All lies. That's the, the words of a bitter bitter man right there he's on oh, the party I, I am so bitter it's not funny. so bitter and uh you know who is not bitter who's not bitter our guest tonight who is segwaying out of this terrible conversation our guest <laughs> adam go rightly is going to be on with us and, and in fact he's going to be on uh for a full segment a full hour with us uh, actually a full uh, 80 minutes he's going to be on uh at the 30 minute mark we're going to go on break and bring him on immediately because we have a lot to cover with adam uh, he's a fantastic guest uh anything from the jfk assassination to ufology to conspiracy i mean you could talk to him for hours and hours and hours well-rounded his, to say the yeah, least. all his books on amazon i was just like wow he legitimately amazing everything like he talks yeah. about literally everything 
Like I, I don't need to read, like write a book ever in my life. I just got to read one of his books. Ever. I'm sure he's touched on every subject I want to touch on. Sure, probably. Yeah, and then some. Yeah. I think he's written more books than I've read in my life. That's what I think. I think so too. Yeah. All right, I'm so. pretty sure about that. So Adam Gorightly is going to be with us. We have open lines. Also, the entire show. If anybody wants to call in, please do so. The number, of course, as always, is seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Again, that's seven eight six eight four five two one. A one, ah, a one four two seven. Whatever, I forgot the number. A one two seven. That's the number. Just come hang out Tongue in the tied. chat room. That's psn-radio.com and yep. hang out with us on Twitter. Hashtag Batsquatch. Okay, with so divine gotta... testicles. We're divine testicles. <laughs> <in the chat. laughs> Who is divine testicles? I don't know. Call in and talk to us. I really you know want to talk to divine testicles. I'm so That's distracted right. by that by that name because you know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Best chat room name ever. Ever. And here's the here's the thing. You know, XAT the the chat room we use, they come up with like goofy names for the people they log in. Yeah. So you're gonna get goofy names like, you know, Knuckle Bums or uh like Nudie Pootie or whatever whatever it is, you know? Nudie Pootie. Yeah, yeah, you get stupid names like that. Really weird. <laughs> Not even Nudie, kidding. Nudie yeah. Pootie. So my question is, is Divine Testicle some the chat gave him or did he come up with that on his own? Or her own. I think he came up. With, I think he or she came up with that on their own. That's I feel amazing. like I'm talking to a deity, and I really, I really want divine testicles. Deity. I do. I There's know. definitely music playing in the background. By the way, guys, if you want to join our chat, uh, psn-radio.com, like we mentioned, is the place to join it. Also, we have a Skype chat. If you want to go there and hang out for a little bit, go to the top on psn-radio where it says "Listen and Chat Live," and that'll drop down a little box that says "Skype Chat." Don't click it; just hover over the. Listen live. If you click, you're going to go to the uh, chat room, the chat. But hover over it, and you'll see the drop down. Okay. Click on that chat, and you'll enter our PSN Skype chat, which is, uh, you know, very active, very very active. A lot of folks are in there, you know, chatting away. So, join the chat, have fun with us. Uh, open lines again. We want to hear from you, the audience listening in, all of you listening in. If you have questions for Adam, call in. I'm sure he'll love to listen to your questions and have your questions. Uh, you know, explored on the air, so or exploded, whichever. Uh, I want to give a, a special shout out to somebody who's listening in for the first time tonight. Very Uh-oh. special person, very very special person uh, to me, anyway. A very special and dear person to myself. Her name is Candace. Shout outs to her. Hi, Candace. Hey, Candace. Hi. What's up? Hey, girl. Sweet Candace. There you go. Hey, hey. Oh. hi, hi, ho, ho. Hey. There you yeah. go. Shout outs to Candace. Shout out to um, is she gonna call in and talk to us too? I don't know. She's a little shy. Might not. Aw, don't be shy. I know. I know that we'll put the other guy on mute. We promise. What? 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 How, <laughs> how do I get called into these? Things? Because you would it's be the reason people fault. would not want to call in because you know, you say <laughs> inappropriate scary. things. I know. Yeah. You say or that, or you start singing to them, or you do like a really bad impression. I'll play it. I love you, other guy. I just want to. I know you do. I just want to like <laughs> wax your head because it's so shiny. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. It is it's shiny though. <laughs> it is I'm a shiny just, head. Yeah, Very shiny. I'm just it's gonna shiny. stay out of it, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you insult me, but I will. Oh, I will oh, oh, whatever. I will have my revenge later on. So, my other guy. So, evil, evil demon, other guy. Where are you joining us tonight? By the way, what remote I, location are you in? I am in West Palm Beach, Florida. West Palm Beach, nice. What are you doing yeah. up there? Uh, I am here for the South Florida State Fair for a couple more days before cool. I go Tuesday to Savannah, Georgia. Oh, nice. 
Savannah. Yeah, I was right. uh, in Savannah a few years ago, and I thought I was going to be raped and killed. It was great. Wow. It was great. <laughs> 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 I was going to be. I felt like I was going to be raped. And that killed. was kind of an oxymoron, right? It was great. I was almost raped and killed. <laughs> it was, it was like the best great. experience of my life. Loved it. It was awesome. Almost died. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, wow. Uh, no, we were doing a. It was funny. We were doing a sale up in uh, in, in the uh, Smoky Mountains, I believe, and we had to go through Georgia and stuff, and, and go through Savannah. And our car broke down in the middle of the highway at four thirty in the morning. And we we literally like we drove it as far as it would go into like it came to a complete stop. Mind you, it was like thirty or forty degrees. I was very very cold. And we pull into this little uh, part of the uh, the highway, and um, you know it's like by the exit. We couldn't go any further. And we're like, okay, I guess we just got to wait out to the morning, right? And right, we're right waiting here. for about we're waiting for like an hour, and next thing you know, we hear a knock on the, on the window. Uh, are you boys having some sort of trouble? Mm-mm. And immediately, I looked I looked at my friend who was with us, and I was like, you know, I've seen horror movies that start this way, and normally they end yeah. up with people dying. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It does. How they start. It does so, not turn out well for you, does it? Mm-mm. Well, um. actually, surprisingly <laughs> enough, it did. The guy was very gentle. Uh, he was very nice. <laughs> Did the officer do a nice cavity search for you? He was nice and thorough. <laughs> All right. Very deep. Oh no, 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 no. It was nothing like that. Actually, yeah, the gentleman... lives in New Jersey once to make you feel better. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Maybe you got abducted by the Jersey Devil. Who knows? Maybe I got abducted by the Jersey Devil. That's, never that's very possible. You never but look, know. This, this gentleman, uh, God bless him, he was very nice, and he actually, um, he actually helped push our car all the way to like the outside of the uh of the exit of the highway okay, into right. into this little shopping center there which which was like maybe five minutes away so he right. literally like with his car pushed us really slowly so it wouldn't damage the cars and got us to this uh, shopping center which they were going they were going to open like in four hours and there's right. a there was an auto parts store right there so if it wasn't for him i mean he would have been stuck there for hours and not knowing what was what the hell was going on so you know he was uh very cool and uh gotta say i had a good experience did not get raped or killed nice yeah very nice, nice. Very, very, very nice. Cool. Now, very cool. we I wanted to also uh, bring on the line here now our uh, good friend Chris Brown, who uh, is going to join us a little earlier tonight than usual, and uh, he's going to give us a little bit of a uh, news update. Chris, welcome to the show, my friend. Hello. How are you? What's up, Chris J. Brown? Oh, Hola. Crystal. It's a swag. So and the other guy. And the other guy, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yep. me. Getting into trouble as usual. And Tres Leche, yes, yes. Tres Leche over there. Now, Chris, you told me you had some good stuff for us this week. What, what do we got on the uh, pipeline here for news? Well, I do got some stuff. It's a little backed up stuff. You know, you know, I haven't done news for a couple of weeks. I know, I know. You've been missing. Been kind of, you know, I've had some things backed up, and so I kind of had to go earlier. It's never good to be. It's never through. good to be backed up. Yeah, it's you know, it's not it's good to be backed good. up. It's no. never good. Well, about yeah. the new Almost Planet too, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I I did see that. I just unfortunately, guys, I to be honest with you, I I didn't read a lot up on it, and and I didn't um, I mean what you know to have it for our our segment where I would have said, well, okay, let's talk about that. It's okay. Somebody brought it up in the chat room, so I thought I brought I wrote a, I skimmed an article earlier today because this is like this is old news to me everybody's always yeah. been saying there was something out there and they just haven't found it so i'm just like duh well yeah the article would was that um they suppose they're saying now there's more evidence for a possible ninth planet like an actual uh-huh. ninth planet 
they it must be Nibiru again. Well, they've been saying that for decades now. They're oh, the the orbit of the planets and the rotation and this and that. It says there's another pulling uh, object out there is pulling gravity, and there has to be another planet in the uh, vicinity somewhere past Pluto. I mean, we've been hearing about this for a long time, and they found sure. they found objects past Pluto already. I mean, Sedna and a bunch of other objects uh, right out of uh, you know right past Pluto. So, I mean, this is nothing new. Now, these objects, of course, that they found are small objects, planetoid objects, uh, nothing planet size. Uh, but again, that's because we redefined what a planet is with Pluto, right? Because yeah, until recently, so Pluto was a planet, right? So rude. It was. And Sedna, which I think is bigger than Pluto, would have been a planet too. It's so weird. So, we already have our planet X. Thank you very much. Maybe. Da-da. Maybe. There might be something else out there. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there I'm, is. I'm sure there I'm is. I'm voting there is. I'm, I mean, you know what? I'm throwing in a dollar that there is actually a planet out there. One dollar. One dollar. One dollar. I got a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that. Yeah. That's, so anyway, <laughs> to get back to where where I'm at, I I I uh, I sent a uh, a link there to to um, it's an orb sighting in California. Witness videotapes mm-hmm. hovering orb. My thing. Everybody knows the orb. It yep, says a yep. California witness at, at San Diego County reported watching. San Diego. Ah, San Diego. Mm. Uh, you know what San Diego stands for? A whale's yes, vagina. Yes, a whale's vagina, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, says, yeah it does. Yeah, it really story? does, other guy. Yeah, true yeah, story. <laughs> strange lights hovering in the sky and videotaped uh, one of them. According to the testimony, it says in the case... Seven three five two nine. It's from. Uh, let me scroll down here. As my computer is scroll down, it says uh, the witness was uh, waiting at the stoplight at the right. traffic at two fifteen or ten fifteen on December thirty first, two thousand and fifteen. So it's here we are last month. With three lights were noticed overhead. I pulled over in the parking lot. Uh, to look and observe and take photos when the witness stated as I was watching. The three lights hovering, uh, two of them started moving straight up away from me. This says the lights were getting smaller and smaller as they flew out of my sight. So, and, and that's the video right hmm. there. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to think of the video, you know. Um, it almost looks somebody is pointing a laser pen at the sky. No, you know what that is? What is that? Very simple. That's an airplane. I don't think that's an airplane. No, that's an you airplane. Watch the video all the way. From I'm watching. Airplane, so yeah. I'm, like, no, no, uh, I'm watching it. That's an airplane. Um, in fact, I've uh, recorded airplanes that do exactly the same thing. That that's an airplane. Like that. they, yeah, the, the movement you're seeing is mostly the uh, the video camera guy. The object is like stationary because it's coming towards him. That's why it looks like it's just sitting there. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Who's going to argue with you? Yeah. Well. Uh, there's a second witness clip, uh, which uh, you know just means they recorded with different cameras. Now, here's the thing: when you record an airplane from far away, it becomes an orb. I don't know if you know that. I'm gonna have to go uh, test that. True test story. That out. True story. Any airplane, look, it, it, no, no, and I've and I've done this, and and I've talked about this before on the show. I can't believe nobody remembers this, but I've I talked about how. I, I, yeah, I remember this. You saying this? I do. Yeah, I've hoaxed a video online just to see how easy it would be to fool people, and guess what? Very easy. Very easy to fool people. I put out a video very similar to this, uh, me pointing the uh, the camera to the sky to an airplane flying towards me, and by by all means, it looks like an orb. 
exactly like this. In fact, the color pattern, so you kind of see slightly on this thing, is exactly the same as the airplane that I captured. There's absolutely no difference between the two. Interesting. So I would say airplane. That's my first uh, judgment on this video. Uh, it, it, look, anything that far away, regardless, you know, you're not going to be able to tell what it is, whether it's alien, airplane, whatever. It's that you know the object is going to turn into an orb-like thing, and it doesn't really disappear as much as it just kind of like stops and goes into a second clip. So, I mean, it's not like this thing just shot up into the sky somewhere. I didn't see that part. True. True. No, it doesn't so, do that. Apparently. Yeah. All right. So I'm going uh, airplane on bat squatch on that one. Sorry, guys. Go bat squatch on that one. All right. Not, not next. We won't hold it against you. Don't worry. Not buying That's it. What it is. Next. I don't know. What do you guys got? What's the Anything next? else there, uh, Chris? Yes, I am. I said I, I didn't oh, know you I are. had it right. on. Yeah, I had it on mute. I just didn't know I had it on mute. But, uh, oh, surprise. That happens yeah, to me all the time. Man. It does. <laughs> so, I, it just goes to show that I was ready for, for uh, you know a, a loud noise to hit when nobody could hear. So anyway, uh -huh. uh, look, now I sent you the other one. I caught that. This is, yep. See, you know, I'm on it with the sounds. I don't want any loud mm. sounds coming in here. I want perfect sounds, too, you know. I, I'm like with you, bro. Anyway, I sent the other link there, <laughs> and this one is the Open Minds. Uh, another Open Minds, you know, we got to love them. And this is the Minnesota Witnesses uh, Small Orbs Move Out of a UFO. And this doesn't have any video. Uh, this just, it doesn't. And I'm Boo. sorry. I'm Boo. sorry. Boo. Well, it's okay. Yes. Boo that man. <laughs> it's not your fault. I'm not really booing you, Chris. I'm booing this article that doesn't have actual Well, what this they is saw. the thing. I love to bring the videos, but every now and then some of the other ones go, and so what was what came across for me. And and so, and uh, I'm not done. I have other videos. Right. So right. anyway, but this was, this was the latest one here, and it says a Minnesota witness at Pryor Lake reported watching a red-orange glowing ball about six feet in diameter hovering over the marsh area that rose up, emanated two smaller spheres, and then moved away, according to the testimony. So it says, witness, uh, it says uh, one of the witnesses first noticed a sphere hovering over a nearby marsh and pointed it out to the second witness at about 7.30 p.m. on October 28th, 2015. So it's, it's uh, so it's been a few months back on that one. And right. uh, yeah, it says that it, it says uh, uh, can I go toward what they said? It says uh, it says the two witnesses were sitting in the sunroom of the house at Prior Lake watching TV when a bright circular object above the tall grass in the swamp area, about 400 feet away, attracted. Uh, the second witness's attention. She called to to my attention to the reporting uh, uh, witness stated, says the object was about five or six feet in diameter, rising up uh, uh, left uh, at an angle. It says at it rose, it says as it rose, it emanated two uh, similar but uh, smaller objects, each perhaps six feet foot and a half in diameter which moved uh to each side by side the first object and the three flew off together in formation in a northeast direction until they were out of sight said the objects were red orange color i know about that red orange color and not quite as bright as the full moon harvest moon 
I saw a video with something very similar uh, recently where there was a big object, almost like a mothership type of thing, and uh, it was just floating in, in the air, and uh, three objects objects were coming right out of it, three orbs. Have you guys seen that video? I've not I seen that video. I have seen that video. If it's I've seen a few of them like them. Yeah, it was on YouTube uh, a few days ago. I'm pretty sure I've linked it somewhere around here to you guys. But uh, anyway, if you guys want to follow along with what we are you know, talking about here, uh, go to our Facebook page. That's uh, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. And I'm, I'm posting all the links in there as uh, we're going over these stories. Um, it, yeah, it's an interesting story, but uh, without any um, any proof, you know, it's just another story in the uh, sure. story sure. storybook. Uh, sure. But interesting nonetheless. I mean, look, it's more realistic than the last one with the uh, the orbs. You know, the true. airplanes. True, true, true. It's a good description, at least, of what they saw. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give that much. So, um, but we, are, we aren't done. No. We're far there's more. more but well, right. there's, there's more. more. I mean, I don't have, you know, I'm not I'm not just sitting here with sour apple. Okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's uh, not how you roll. That's not how you roll. That is not how he rolls. Yeah, you know, you and ready? so you guys, I got you guys a little bit more of another video one here. There was just one story, and this is another video. And this is uh, the Sellersburg, Indiana. Uh, uh, here's another old one from May 26, 2014. Even though it's just kind of something Sellersburg, recently. Sellersburg, Indiana. What the hell is that? Again? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's your hometown. It is. Other guy. It's your place. It's your hometown. Oh, <laughs> sure. Blame it on me. Yeah, your <laughs> place. That is it. They would love you there, other guy. They would, they love, would you. love you there, other oh, yeah. guy. In a very naughty way, but they're around here, are ye? (laughs) That's right. You you sell stuff, Sellersburg. This is a wingless rectangular UFO videotaped over Indiana Sellersburg. So they're going to sell us on the fact of a wingless rectangular UFO videotape. It says an Indiana witness at Sellersburg reported watching and videotaping a rectangular-shaped UFO crossing the clear blue sky, according to the testimony case 56640. It says the witness witness was walking uh, to his car about 6.30 p.m. on May 26, 2014, when the object was first noticed. And he thought it was to, to be an airliner. It was moving west to east at high altitude and at a comparable speed to an airliner in my estimation. So the witness stated as I looked closer. So I noticed the object did not appear to have wings. So the witness then began taking photos and videos of the object on his phone. So after the object was far mm. enough away... Uh, uh, not to be visible, I got in my car and cropped the photos down to get a closer look at it. And it was then, uh, it was then that I was pretty sure th- uh, that what I had just saw was no conventional aircraft. So, you know, there you go. I know what I saw. I know what I saw. Definitely. Well, he also goes on to say that he did share the pictures with a friend who is a UPS pilot. And cannot rule out the possibility that it was an airplane. He says he is puzzled by it and because I don't it's have a my rectangular glass. shape and doesn't have visible wings. Yeah, and I don't can't find my hmm. my darn glasses, and so it's making me a little bit hard to see tonight. And so I'm having a little bit harder of a time reading. So sorry. No worries, old man. No worries. My reading. You're good. You're yeah. good. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I yeah, There's I'm, a story over on uh, on uh, Open Minds. I don't know if you saw this, Chris. It's uh, California witnesses UFO by slowing video down. 
You saw that video? I think maybe I yeah I did see that one. That's right, and that was the other one I was trying to find when it left the little ring of smoke in the cloud. I tried to find that one, and because I I thought I had already put it down, and yeah, and then I was gonna maybe if we had time, but we don't uh, talk about the Hillary Clinton thing. You know, now she's claiming because she's wanting to get her, her votes in. That she'll jump on the UFO world and, and, of and claim to tell us <laughs> oh, <crap>. about UFOs. <laughs> yeah, just so she can try to think she's oh, going to suck us in. But we're smarter than that. So <laughs> none of us are going to give in to the, to the, to the Hillary thing. And, and we know she, what she's just trying to do. You know what's crazy, though? There's not a good candidate to vote for this election. I have never voted, guys. So I, I don't know. I have yet to meet someone who was worthy of my vote for president. So I hear you know you. what I mean? I have never voted for president because I refuse to vote for the lesser of two evils. I've never seen a candidate that I was like, oh, my God, I have to vote for them. I haven't. Yeah, I've now, I might, I might vote for Trump just because I want to see disaster happen. Please, why? Yeah. I, I want to be in the front seat when you know the, the train wreck happens. I want to see that. I, I want to see a train wreck. I read amazing article <laughs> over on Alternet about how he legitimately is a narcissist and he has a disorder and he should probably be in therapy. It's <laughs> a really yes, great article. But I'll you tell you what, what, $9 billion later tells me that uh, he's doing something right. Oh, of course. He you know what I mean? He's crazy and still be a narcissist. <laughs> yes. I believe that. I believe he is a narcissist. But, you know, hey, who knows? Oh, my God, that's not the person you want to be president. Why not? <laughs> Careful after what eight, you ask for. I after eight rather, years of Bush, it can't be worse. zombie apocalypse than Donald Trump for president. I I, see, I wouldn't. No, no, I couldn't do the zombie apocalypse on that. Big guys don't, don't last long in the zombie, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. I got kids and I can't run very fast. And you, you know, know what I'm saying? Protect those so kids long as it wasn't puppies. World War Z, if it was like The Walking Dead where they walk all slow, I think everybody on this call would be okay. Except yeah, for the other guy. You might be right. Actually, except no. For the, no, except no, for the Angel, other guy. No. Angel no, might you. be having some issues there. No, yeah. you. That's all you, bro. All you. No, no, I'm saying I don't think you'd make it. I'd make it. I'd make it pretty far. Oh, I don't think you'd make it. Oh, I'd make it pretty far. So, Look, man, I, I have the... the zombie apocalypse. If Trump I have, that's nuclear war, we have no shot. I tell you what, I have a, uh, uh, I have a replica of the blade sword, the sword of the daywalker. Those zombies don't stand a chance. Are you that's kidding me? That thing was bought... That, that thing is Pakistani steel. It can't even chop a watermelon properly. But it will cut How a zombie head off. Have, have you not seen how frail those things are in the TV shows? Dude, there's bone in there and sinew in there. And Michonne's sword is actually something that's a real, actually, By the combat way, ready speaking sword. of Michonne, uh, you know, not to segue too far, we're, we're almost going to hit a break in a few minutes here, but did you guys hear that Michonne is, uh, she just got cast to play a Fanny Shakur in the Tupac biopic? Did really? Mm, yeah. Cool. All right, that's cool. I love her. That's going to be I amazing. Love her yeah, she, she hot, she's sexy, she's she hot. Out. She hot, she's sexy, it's true. She hot, she's sexy. Very. Wouldn't kick she her out did. of bed till the morning. Sexiest girl with a sword on TV, I'm for sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Kick <laughs> her out of bed. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I can never let go of my Rihanna. You know, I... Hang on, hang on. You never see Rihanna with a sword. When have you seen her with a sword? Well, why are you gotta, you know, his choice. Well, you gotta be hating on Rihanna. Yeah. What? what the hell, no, man? we we were talking about hottest girl with a sword. Were we? I thought we were talking yeah, about hot. Are you kidding? She came after me with a sword. I grabbed that sword and threw it down and slapped around and bit her fingers and put her together real quick. <laughs> but you know, hey, <laughs> wow, oh, wow, okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Uh, Folks, if you want to send him any hate mail, send it directly to Chris Brown on that one. <laughs> right to Chris Brown. Please send it right to <laughs> You know, every time you say my name and you introduce my name, you need to play you need to play the 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 Chris Brown song, you know, with the man on the floor. You know, every, yeah, No, every time great. I no no. That's every time right. I mention your name, I should play like a sound effect of somebody getting punched. Like, psh, psh, wow. And a woman screaming. <laughs> that would be good too. There you go. All you I can say that Chris Brown psh, I, I, all I'm going to say is that whole tangent was Fifty Shades of uh, uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say that we here on Skywatchers Radio do not condone violence against women, please. Or anybody, for that matter. <laughs> Unless, of course, they pay anybody. extra for it. <laughs> then that is one exception right there. That's the only yeah, exception. That, that's the only exception, yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got Adam Go rightly on the line with us. And uh, we're going to have him on for a full segment. It's going to be a lot of fun, so please stick around. And, of course, call in if you want to ask anything. 786-245-8127 is our call-in number. Again, you can find us on Skype by looking up PSN Radio or Soup Media Network, whichever one would find us. So call in. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'll be right back in about two minutes with Adam Go Rightly. Stick around. being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Superman, homepage.com. 
Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio right here live on psn-radio.com. And, of course, you'll hear us uh, on replay every week on the Dark Matter Digital Network as well. Shout-outs to Keith Rowland for uh, playing us over there still. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll be live there once again. But right now, joining us for the evening, the one and only, the great Adam Gorightly. And when he's on, it can never go wrong. Adam, <laughs> welcome to Skywatchers Radio, my friend. Oh, so good. Thanks, so good. thanks. Pleasure having you on here. Now, it's funny, like we were saying, you know, before we went live, you've been on PSN on a number of different shows. You know, we love having you on the network, and I've never had you on Skywatchers before, and shame on me shame for not on inviting you. Angel. Mm-hmm. I'm so ashamed. So shameful, Angel. <laughs> so ashamed that you haven't been on Skywatchers. So now for our audience who might not be aware of who you are and, and of the amount of books you've written, which, by the way, I, I said earlier on the show that you've probably written more books than I've read in my life. <laughs> I don't think I'm kidding. My goodness. Vast <laughs> library to, or stuff. You need to read more then. I haven't written mm-hmm. that many. No, believe me. I, I don't read often. But anyway, unless you count like, uh, you know, magazines or comic books. That's more my, my taste. But uh, no, honestly, let's, get, uh, let's go into, in depth into your history here. Um, you know, before you got into uh, the writing process and became an author uh, or a writer, uh, or, you know, what got you started and in, involved into these subjects that you cover? Because, you know, you cover everything from ufology to the JFK assassination. It's a big plethora of, of things that you've covered in, uh, in your history. So how did you get involved? Yeah. Um, there's, there's been a, there was a number of uh, things over the years, you know, as I was younger, you know, I grew up in that period where you had mm-hmm. like uh, in search of with Leonard Nimoy, you know, and right. Uh, oh, God rest his soul. Yeah, oh, I grew up with Twilight Zone and Star Trek. Then, uh, you know, there was some pivotal stuff. And I've talked about this lots of times. I had an uh, acid trip with a friend of mine where we saw a number of uh, UFOs, which was uh 
really uh, at the time, I mean, it sounds like a lot of people dismissed that outright, but it was uh, quite an experience, unlike anything I'd ever seen on psychedelics, which I, when I was younger, I did quite a bit of uh, experimentation. You partook. You partook. Yes. Yes. And uh, also another, this is, you know, different uh, incidents that stick in my mind. In the early 80s, I was on a... uh, JC campus in California, and I saw something posted that asked, did the CIA kill JFK? And I go, whoa, hadn't hmm. heard that one before, you know. So different things get you interested along the way. And I had some strange experiences when I was in not only the UFOs on LSD, but when I was in my late teens, I got interested in the cult, the occult, who knows why, you know, especially in the, like, 70s. I mean, even now, there's a lot of that going on. But I got interested and read different books. And, uh, like, astral projection, I got interested for a period of time, and I ended up having some really uh, strange, disturbing astral projection experiences. So, you know, all these different things. Uh, what was – what? can you tell me about one? Because I'm very interested. Oh, certainly. I – I wanted to do it, you know. <laughs> so, right, right. It, yeah. sound, it sounded cool, and there was—I couldn't even name the uh, some of the books I read, but I started getting into this, and I don't know if I consciously said I was going to astral project, but it was back there in my subconscious, I guess, and I started uh, doing it. At least uh, what I was experiencing sounded like uh, things I read about. Later, there's like a pins and needle effect that, that comes over your uh, bodies, and it's like electrical uh, currents shooting through you. So this, I did it about uh, half a dozen times, and I was in my uh, you know, late teens. I was also, you know, dabbling in all kinds of stuff then. And the first, <laughs> the, the first experience, I was just laying in. Uh, Bed and I felt this. I always got this lock jaw thing, like my <laughs> mouth and uh, jaw was open. I felt this electrical current, and what, you know what was odd, like dreams. You know, when you're having dreams, if you're in your room, it's not. It, maybe it's partly your room, and but uh, with the astral projection stuff. Uh, everything around me, you know, was the uh, same. There wasn't any elements of a dream or anything was surreal. It was my room. And so the first time it started happening, uh, it was basically just that pins and needles uh, thing where I felt the electrical current, like my uh, spirit force or whatever you want to call it, was trying to get out of my body. As it progressed, uh, uh one of the next ones, I was actually levitating above my bed, or whatever. You know, I was. <laughs> I thought I was, or maybe my spirit body was. It sure seemed damn real, mm. and uh, progressed even more. And the later ones got really scary. Where I shot out of my body and I was zooming around my room, and it got real weird. And I started hearing these like demonic voices and stuff. And this freaked me out and uh and all this was on lsd no 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 drugs involved oh okay i was about to say yeah no what was those uh, lsd tabs when i was taking them jeez (laughs) those experiences no this was more uh, astral projection might you know it could have been a a dream but once again uh, right nothing was uh 
weird about my room. It's the only thing was weird was me levitating. And so after that, the last weird one is probably the sixth time I did it. I was spooked and I go, I'm going to consciously <laughs> make an effort. I don't want to do this anymore because it freaked me out. It still like <laughs> you think? And so that was that was it for the astral uh, projection stuff. I haven't I haven't done it since then. Yeah, I tried astral projecting once just to see if I could do it, and uh-huh. I, I, I couldn't do it. I just passed out. And I fell asleep. <laughs> and then I woke up like eight hours later, and I was like, I wonder if it worked. You know? <laughs> That's uh, yeah, you got to be careful doing that stuff because if you actually yeah. succeed and then you go and you don't come back to your body, that that would suck for you. Yeah, what would happen to the body though if you if you don't come back? Uh, it probably dies, or worst case scenario, something else decides to slip in. Yeah, well, we, who knows what really goes on? You know, <laughs> I've never said, is my spirit really uh, leaving my body, or is this some um, phenomena with the uh, brain? I can't say for sure. Now, at the time, I felt, oh God, I tapped into some. Yeah, we got to try some ayahuasca. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this thing going. <laughs> but now, one go. one thing you you wrote about, which always uh, intrigued me, uh, Adam, about your your work, is about the Manson family. And uh, about the, you know, you talking about you dealing with the occult and being into the occult and stuff. Uh, the Manson family, of course, uh, you know, Charles Manson had everybody there high on LSD and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, you know, what got you involved in writing about them? I uh, so as crazy as they were. Yeah, a little. Well, in the early nineties, I got involved with writing for zines, and uh, you know that was. Prior to the internet, so a lot of the cutting edge mm. stuff in the conspiracies, paranormal, uh, even uh, you know the punk scene or whatever, all, the fringe culture was being done with the uh, zine movement. If you guys are familiar with that uh, whole period that you know lasted not all that long, a handful of years, then uh, the internet came along and did away with a lot of that stuff. But you know. You, you work with UFO magazine. UFO magazine right. was kind of a semi zine. It was more slick, but uh, mm-hmm. so I was. I was. That was the place. Uh, if you're going to write about different subjects like psychedelics, conspiracies, UFOs, there was uh, like-minded people there. You know, mm-hmm. so I started writing for a lot of those. And I, looking into conspiracy theories, I was always kind of. Interested in the Manson family, you know, in the 60s counterculture. And I started hearing all these uh, theories that the the Manson family had been a military mind control uh, experiment. And Mm. Manson was an agent provocateur. And that. Well, the uh, book Helter Skelter was really popular back then, too, you know. mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I I got into that. So there's all these. different rumors over the years about uh, conspiracies swirling around the Manson family. So I started looking into uh, those, you know, and I, at one point I gathered a bunch of material. I thought, ah, hell, I'll write a book. That was like in the late uh, 90s or so. I started that, took a couple of years, and uh, I get kind of obsessive about these things. By the time it was... uh, Done. It was a couple hundred thousand words, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, people uh, some consider it, you know the most comprehensive book on the subject, and uh, get into the weird that you know examined all those different uh, conspiracy theories in the book. 
That's interesting. Now, how much um, evidence did you find in your research uh, on the whole mind control uh, <laughs> angle? Yeah, I don't know how totally I buy into it. There's a lot of, uh, like with anything, you start looking mm-hmm. into conspiracies and start connecting dots. Things seem it's tough. too... Yeah, and so uh, what I did find about that, uh, I mean, a lot of people made claims like Mae Russell, uh, the late great conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. she was throwing this stuff around that, uh, yeah, the uh, they, the girl... The young girls are basically handed over to Manson after he came out of prison and that he was handled by whoever was running the MK Ultra show and that all these uh, young women came from military intelligence families or whatever. That wasn't – I didn't find that necessarily to be true. A lot of uh, kids who were that age came from – parents uh world war ii period so you had those military backgrounds it's the same thing with the laurel canyon book the late uh, dave gowan wrote he was finding all these connections with the rock stars in laurel canyon with uh military families but uh well how many rock stars are there with military families a lot if you read the uh you'd be surprised yeah yeah yeah. Wasn't uh, in fact that's wasn't it. um the Doors uh lean singer um Jim Morrison yeah, wasn't that's his parents point. military parents yeah yeah, yeah. interesting his uh, dad yeah. was uh, I don't remember his dad's name exactly but he was an admiral mm-hmm. and he was in the uh, Gulf of uh, Tonkin uh, incident which right. was really a kind of fake incident a false flag that launched the Vietnam War so that yeah, was uh, yeah. Jim. Uh, uh, Morrison's dad, and so what Dave McGowan talked about in his book is that they were using the 60s counterculture. It's never quite clear what it was to do what to undermine the 60s. There's different theories there that uh, LSD was introduced to basically undermine the anti-war efforts and get people more staring at their navel and take navels and taking psychedelic drugs, but with the Manson family, so, so that was that point of view that uh, the Manson family was used to undermine the 60s counterculture and they were handled and they were like Manchurian candidates and uh, they did all that to uh, undermine and you know give hippies a bad name. So that's one theory. One thing that came up was interesting was this uh, – guy named Preston Guillory, who worked for the sheriff's office in L.A. during this period. He later became a private investigator, and May Brussels was uh, interviewing him in the early uh, 70s, and he, he was pretty convinced when he was working for the sheriff's office that Manson was some type of uh, agent provocateur, and there was a lot of those around back in the uh, late 60s. They had the COINTEL program where the FBI was using different people. They'd plant them, you know, in the uh, Black Panther movement or the Yippies, the anti-war movement. They thought uh, Manson was some type of agent provocateur that uh, was maybe the design was to bring about a race war or something. That was kind of Manson's philosophy. Right. uh, But uh, this... And I wouldn't doubt that. I I wouldn't wouldn't doubt that. Adam, I wouldn't doubt that actually is the case because I have a theory that that's been going on not only sure. with 
people like Manson and you know those type mm-hmm. of cult groups. But even now, it, I think it's still happening. Look, we had you know, what happened with uh, the Mirage Man, the movie. You know, the, the Doty and these people in the eighties. Oh uh, yeah, that whole thing yeah. seemed to me like a mind control experiment, just gone haywire. Uh, you know, a lot of the I, people I, I think. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just, I've been looking into that whole uh, uh, the Doty. It's crazy, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, that yeah. Thing, that I've thing got, is crazy. But it's very smart, got, too. I mean, especially if you're working on methods of control, just sending somebody right. in and just letting them stir something up and just watching Correct. how people react. It's, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. whoo, crowd mentality is scary. And I think I, I think sometimes. in you in ufology, since we do you know cover ufology mostly on the show, uh, in ufology we're we're falling into that where I believe that a lot of the people that have come forward uh, with big time tales and stories, Ray Hernandez, a lot of these people are are just <laughs> not really saying, mind not control. Not pointing anybody out at all, really, really. Not pointing any fingers, Ray Hernandez. Okay. But I'm just saying. In general, I think there is that that stigma happening in ufology more and more nowadays, where there, you know, there is these groups that are just con- completely out there to control people's minds and give them false information. And uh, and I do think there's there's a, an end to this whole thing, which is going to be very, very, you know, evil and and could be wars. I mean, more wars than we have now. So mm-hmm. I, I completely, I'm on board with uh, what you're saying there. Yeah, um, let's talk about uh, that. Uh... Doty and Dulce in a second, but winding up mm. the Manson deal. This uh, so this guy suspected he was an agent provocateur because they had gotten the word when Manson was at uh, Spawn Ranch, uh, hands off him, which was kind of odd because uh, you know he was a parolee and he had all these underage girls in there, and there was some a rape charge, and they knew that drugs, <laughs> and they were. Uh, uh, had a chop shop there with st- stolen vehicles, and this this guy was convinced back then, yeah, that Manson was uh, they were uh, using him, and that uh, Manson kind of hinted at that later that he felt he'd been uh, manipulated to play that role of the hippie girl. Then later they uh, reeled him back in and ha- had him be the uh, scapegoat for oh, who knows what. Uh, Wow. Be the scapegoat for the murders, but there was that there mm. was more to the murders. There was a lot of Hollywood people mm. involved in that scene and drugs and on and yep. on. So, anyway, it, yeah, it's a uh, so, rabbit hole. A, a question: uh, Since you brought that up, then uh, a lot of the, any of the victims, I mean, victimology on those, anything interesting pop up? Like there might have been a reason these people died or anything like that? Yeah, <laughs> it was a. Uh, the most uh, probable thing is uh, there were drug burns that happened, uh, and the, some of the victims were uh, dealing drugs, such as Wojciech uh, Frakowski and Jay Sebring, the hairdresser, and there was some bad mojo that went on. In fact, uh, the first murder you know, with the Manson family murders was uh, Bobby Beausoleil who killed this uh, – bathtub chemist who was uh, making uh, mescaline and uh, he, uh, Bobby Beausoleil who was a Manson family member, was uh, like the middleman selling drugs to a a motorcycle uh, gang and I guess they got a bad batch and they went back to Beausoleil and then Beausoleil went to uh, Hinman to get the money and anything stuff went south and Hinman was uh, Killed, and that was the first Manson family murder, and that was uh, drug related. And yeah, the deeper you get into, um, there's the thing is, there's a lot of rumors and uh, 
legends that uh, go with these things. So finding out the absolute truth is hard, and maybe mm-hmm. that's why they had why uh, some people say Bozo, uh, Vincent Bugliosi came up with the helter skelter theory, was able to to wrap up the thing and blame it all on Manson's family, and that there was a lid of silence placed over a lot of the Hollywood people that were involved in this scene with uh, drugs and whatnot. And once again, two of them were uh, the victims, Wojtek uh, Frakowski and... uh, Jay Sebring and even the uh, La Biancas. There's been stories that they were they were connected with the uh, mafia and perhaps wow. dealing drugs. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I I think it was mafia is always there. Hide behind. Well, in that time period, yeah, the mafia was There's huge. There's no such yeah. thing as the mafia. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. Is it HBO? I don't know. I see. Or Showtime that's doing uh, the Godfather marathon as a seven-hour watch of all the movies. I think that's actually coming up this week. They've done that before, and they uh, move the uh, movies around so the narrative is. Yeah, it's all chronological. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's really, really good too. Yeah, you can't mess with the mafia. You gotta Mm -mm. play it properly. Yeah, (laughs) mess with the mafia. Even though they don't exist. Well, they've been playing the Godfather on on uh, cable. They've been playing all of them together, like a four hour and whatever marathon on on HBO for one through three. Yeah, Adam, it's, you know it's a seven hour marathon. Yeah, yeah. Um, crazy. It's crazy how the mafia is though involved in a lot of these uh, conspiracies from uh, the fifties, sixties, and seventies and eighties. Uh, because you know, they're it, perfect to use. You well, can no, make them that, but look, go and do things, and then if something goes wrong, you know. You just blame it yeah, on them. Possible, possible deniability. But look, here's the thing. You could even go into the JFK assassination, and there's mm-hmm. mafia ties to that also. Absolutely. Uh, you know, just about everything, I think, uh, could be mm-hmm. tied to, sure. to mafia. Yeah. It's almost like if uh, in that time period, the mafia was almost running the country. I think they were being used, I think, because of what they were and how they were doing things. It was absolutely. I mean, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I think they had a lot more pull back in um, – like during that period when JFK was elected, and the yep. uh, but one of the theories people look at, you know, the mafia was in uh, Cuba. Yes, they had the yep. casinos back then. Of course, the CIA was mm-hmm. involved and in, uh, had overthrown by uh, Castro, so they got they got the boot. So the and yep. this is pretty well documented. The uh, CIA started working. With the mafia to overthrow Castro and uh, Jim Garrison <laughs> believed yep. that uh, those same elements, the mafia, CIA, Nexus, uh, were uh, played a role in the JFK assassination. Now think about how crazy that is. <laughs> Cuba, with a dictator like Castro, right, an evil person, we vilified him because he's an evil human being, he's done nothing but terrible things there, but he's the one that got the mafia out of Cuba. Mm-hmm. Just think about that for a second. And in fact, I've been told and you know done research on the JFK assassination and uh, also on the Cuban Missile Crisis and all the stuff that happened in that era. And it really does seem like the United States was uh, you know in cahoots with the, with the mafia for a long period of time in a lot of different areas. And the only one that was kind of like kicking them out was Cuba. Yeah, I, which is I, crazy I, to me. It's I crazy. forgot <laughs> forgot to mention. Yeah, the. Uh, so yeah, the Bay of Pigs. 
uh, yeah. it's a CIA thing, and you mm-hmm. know they uh, they try to. It's like a lot of those uh, things in Central America and other countries uh, now, where you try to fund a revolutionary, <laughs> the the next revolutionaries who are going to try to get Castro out of there. Just been in for a short period of time. And uh, at one point in that, uh, during, you know, they landed, I guess that's where they landed, the Bay of uh, Pigs, and they didn't mm-hmm. get the air cover. Uh, supposedly, you know, the CIA felt that uh, Kennedy had promised them, but Kennedy pulled out of the deal. So uh, a lot of people say that that's when the CIA got uh, pissed at him and uh, one of the reasons they went after him later. And one of the things... Uh, uh, when during the election, the, the mafia played a big role in uh, Chicago, getting hmm. the, the key votes for uh, Kennedy. Oh no and, kidding! Yeah, well, yeah. Look into it, and a lot of people think uh, he wouldn't have won the uh, election without that assistance. Uh, hmm. J- JFK had many girlfriends, and one of them was the girlfriend yes. of a mob boss that might have uh, pissed him off a little bit. Then. So they get in office, and uh, uh, Robert Kennedy is the attorney general. He starts going after the mob, you know, that whole Jimmy Hoffa and those other f- folks he oh, went yeah. yep, after. Yep. And the mob's going, wait a minute, we put you in office. This is uh, the thanks we get. Wow. Which leads itself to believe that that's uh, what happened to Kennedy's, to the Kennedy brothers. They, the mafia got them back. Yeah, the... Yeah. There have been all oh, tons of books and theories mm-hmm. and whatever, but in the late seventies they had uh, they had another investigation. There had been a lot of pressure to have this House Select Committee on uh, Assassinations, where they looked into JFK and RFK and Martin Luther King, and that was the ultimate uh, result that came out of that. They uh, uh, the subcommittee uh, thought. Uh, the mob was involved on some level. Of course, other conspiracy theorists after that were saying, oh, you're just covering up the government's involvement by uh, pinning it all on the mob. It was because it was the aliens. He was going to tell them about the aliens, and they killed. <laughs> oh them. yeah, there's been so many different conspiracies. And you know what? I don't, I don't completely we'll never dismiss know that the truth because every time the Freedom of Information Act expires, yeah. they keep on <laughs> extending it for it's some. What true. a joke! The Freedom of Information Act is like making Neo. It's just to have that other method of control. That's all it well, is. Well, do you know how the Maryland? Whoa! I know kung fu. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. You know how the Maryland uh, rumor got started? No. You know, there's the uh, thing, and there's been a few people came out with this. Uh, It's been a few years, but that uh, the theory was that uh, JFK had shared secrets with uh, Maryland. One of them that uh, something he'd gone to Area 51 or somewhere and had meetings and saw the bodies or... Who knows what exactly? Well, we'll uh, get it, to see the bodies soon. You know, the new Independence Day movie is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind him, Adam. Continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, what the hell was? Oh, well, the the main. Uh, Sorry about the sidetrack. Oh no problem. Yes. The uh, <laughs> there was a document that came out and was similar to you know like the MJ uh, twelve stuff. It was a sketchy right. document, but. But by this guy named Timothy Cooper, hmm. 
Uh, you familiar with him, Tim Cooper? I've heard of him. Yeah, Tim, not hanging with Mr. Cooper. Different. No, not I've Bill. heard of William Cooper. Yeah. No, this this was uh, around that time, but Tim Cooper came out with a bunch of these documents that looked uh, semi-real, uh, you know, like the MJ-12, and people a lot of, took a lot of time comparing them to real government documents. But you mean like then, the, majest- the Majestic 12 documents? Yeah. The MJ-12, yeah. And let's uh, – well, we can talk about those in a minute if we got time, but uh, – Definitely, yeah. Anyway, uh, this document was later uh, debunked, and uh, Timothy Cooper <laughs> disavowed it. But that kind of uh, – it, it was that document that uh, talked about uh, Marilyn and JFK and UFOs, and it was a little bit uh, too good to be real, and it looks like it was phony. If you look up Tim Cooper in those documents, you can, you, you can find those documents on the web. It was a hot story, you know, like a lot of these – UFO stories, uh, whenever that was, like in the uh, 90s. It was sent, uh, let me see, wasn't the mysterious letter sent uh, to Ryan Wood? Well, there's different uh, Majestic 12 documents, and Tim Cooper was involved in some of the stuff that went to uh, Ryan Wood. Before that, Oh boy, that's that's a rabbit hole, and I've been. Uh... <laughs> you were just trying to avoid. Slightly. Yeah, well, yeah. I've been writing about it here for a while, and it's oh, going to be another book. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be like a long. Was it number nine in the series? Or is ninth book? Uh yeah, I think so. More more than I've read. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, just looking at the MJ twelve, but in a nutshell. Um, uh, you know the name Bill Moore and mm. Stanton Friedman and oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jamie Shandera. They were looking into this stuff in the early '80s when uh, Moore uh, got introduced to the aviary and the Falcon, and they started that relationship. And prior to the uh, MJ-12 documents being released, uh, which was in the or they first got circulated in the early 80s. A little bit prior to that, uh, Bill right. Moore, who was the proponent of uh, Roswell, had the first book on Roswell, and maybe that really got going then. He and uh, Stanton Friedman were speculating if about a s- secret group and who the members of that group would be, and they were coming up with these theories. And so Moore started working with uh, Doty, and I hope people out in the listening audience are – somewhat familiar with these names, but when Moore started working with uh, Doty, he shared this information with Doty, and it wasn't long after that uh, the MJ-12 documents surfaced with some of those same names that uh, Friedman and Moore were speculating were part of the super-secret government MJ-12 group. And, uh, well, there's a lot more... uh, to it, but you know, if you look into it, it's pretty evident that uh, it's a big hoax. Well, Doty had a yeah. uh, hand in it. And yeah. There were uh, some uh, well-done uh, documents. There was issues with the typewriter and this or mm. that. But the FBI even got involved at uh, one point because uh, there was a UFO debunker named Phil Class said these are yeah, it's a bunch of, of garbage and these. Uh, Bill Moore and these people are circulating these uh, 
foot fake documents, which is some kind of uh, crime. You know? and yeah, it is. The, yeah. the, the FBI uh, looked into those uh, documents, and they were pretty uh, confounded, uh, too. And they, they couldn't figure out who was behind them. Uh, later on, uh, AFOSI, the Air Force Office of... Uh, Oh, what the hell is that? Office of uh, – anyway, that's who Doty worked with. My brains right. uh, took a dump there. But uh, they later admitted to uh, creating those uh, documents, and it was mm-hmm. all part of – partly, you know, the whole Benowitz affair, but also right. disforming, disinforming ufology uh, right. during that period. And, and I think that – that, that goes on today. It's, it's continued. Yep. I don't think it stopped at all. Yeah. Nope. Well, there's there's disinformation. You know, like uh, this was actual operation because uh, right. Uh, what's his name? Benowitz was filming a lot of stuff that was and recording uh, mm-hmm. electric. That back poor then. man. <laughs> yeah, he, he was getting a lot of uh, classified stuff yep. that was uh, secret craft they were testing. So that's why they wanted to screw with his brain but you know the, so there's disinforming that's intentionally intentional then there's like misinformation in ufology which is uh all over the map too and uh it's just bad information that gets put out there and it kind of works like disinformation as well you know what gets me though about the whole paul benowitz uh story mm-hmm. here's a guy who had money he wasn't exactly a poor person he wasn't uh, struggling you know he had a successful business he had money um, why didn't the government just go to him and tell him, listen, you know, or whoever, Doty or whoever could have just gone to him and, and tell him, listen, you're recording some classified aircraft that are ours. They're not UFOs. They're not aliens. They're ours. You need to stop doing this because you're you're hurting national security by doing this. Mm-hmm. The, this is not anything out of this world. This is something terrestrial, and it's something we're working on. You'll see it in 15, 20 years when it becomes declassified. For now, please, we need you to be quiet because you're doing something very stupid by talking about this stuff. Instead, they create this whole hoax, drive <laughs> the guy crazy to the point that he, he kills himself or, or dies. I mean, why would it do something like that crazy, that blatantly crazy and blatantly illegal? Well, yeah. Why didn't they tell him that? They knew he was his uh, home was like right on. Uh, you know, he's a government contractor, right? Pretty, uh, a brilliant guy. Uh, yeah, successful. Yeah, and he was getting uh, filming these uh, UFOs, experimental craft, whatever, at Kirtland <laughs> Base. There signs, you know, at a lot of those installations. You can't be filming stuff here, but, right? Um, there's a lot of theories I've heard of why they did it. One of it was uh, they didn't know how he was capturing uh, a lot of this information. They wanted to figure it out, like those uh, signals. According to Greg Bishop, my uh, friend in his book Project Beta, uh, one of the, one of the things those signals were were codes that were being sent up to s- satellites. You know, uh, during okay. the Star Star Wars period. Right. 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 And so they they wanted to figure out how he was uh, doing this. So he was monitored by Air Force and NSA, and they so yeah they could have <laughs> handled this a different way. But it, it really got weird at one point where they uh, Benowitz came in and told them all this stuff, and they said, "Well, we want to recruit you in this uh, campaign." They started promoting the alien thing because uh, Benowitz though was 
really is brilliant, started believing in the uh, ETs for a lot of uh, reasons. And one of the things they did to him was uh, they gave him a uh, computer or a computer program. It's not really sure. And this is back in the 80s, you know, so it was pretty primitive. But he figured out a way to... uh, some software program he, he was using to interpret these signals he was getting. It sounded like the uh, Air Force set him up, and they started uh, sending stuff to this computer, the, like the aliens were talking to him, and kind of images of weird-looking uh, things. And that, you know, so he went off the deep end and started believing yep. that he was communicating through these aliens through a computer. And there was two. Uh, wow groups of aliens there was the good aliens and the bad aliens and the bad aliens were the uh, alien greys now there's so much disinformation in this and you can't <laughs> believe Doty, Richard Doty's come out in recent years and he said the reason they uh, he's, uh, Benowitz started looking towards Dulcie is that they pushed him in that direction because they didn't mm. want him looking at Kirtland but I think there's even more to that but anyway out of this came the uh, Benowitz's belief that the uh, there had been a pact you know a treaty with the US government and they had this base there and the the alien greys welched on their uh, Agreement and they mutilating cattle and abducting people and on and on and that's kind of where the whole Dulce base legend started. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. I mean, it actually wouldn't surprise hmm. me about what they did to him. I mean, th- there's so many different reasons that they probably would have done that. I mean, you know, you want to pass, you know, you want to send a message to other people who might try. That's a good way to do mm-hmm. it. You want to test out your new toys and see if you can make this brilliant man lose his mind by doing X, Y, Z. That's one way to do it. Or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, what he was doing was screwing up something so big behind the scenes they didn't have a choice. You know? You, well, you just, it, yeah. it was uh, defense technology, and so you know, they, the AFOSI, Air Force Intelligence, uh, you know, their, their rationale was... Uh, national security and i don't know if their intent was to drive him crazy they just wanted to disinform the uh ufo community but uh you know once people's right. brains get in unhinged sometimes and they get paranoid i mean uh benowitz was really uh paranoid and uh he thought you know he was in a battle with the uh aliens and he was actually developing a weapon to go out there to uh Dulce and uh, destroy them. Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 No, that would have been incredible. Wow! It almost and sounds t- like they went too far, and I guess they only wanted to do X, Y, Z, and then this brilliant guy just snapped, and they were like, "Oops, we made a mistake." Uh, oh, yeah, pretty we much. Broke him. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows how far they wanted to take it? Now, Doty, you know, you hear interviews with him. He's oh, I he was. Paul uh, Benowitz was a close friend. I never wanted that to happen to him and all this stuff. But, right, uh, right. I, I still, I still can't rack my brain around you know such a simple answer just to go to the guy and shut him up by just being honest with the guy, and they have to go through this elaborate setup. And honestly, I, the only reason I think they went this route, and again, it goes back to what I, my theory that uh, this is a testing ground for them to do this on a larger scale. And I think they're that's doing what, it. That's what they've well, been doing, I think, for the yeah, last thirty years. I absolutely think they're doing. I think yeah. half these people that think they're channeling X, Y, Z are talking to some guy mm-hmm. in a room reading Probably. off the script. I really yep. do. 
Stanley others are probably nuts, you know, paranoid, uh, schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. But uh, yep. you know, there's probably a well, very small portion that's actually talking to something. But I mean, half right, these people, right. I'm just—I swear to God, you're just—I mean, you're just being fed stuff. Yeah, I just yeah. want to get a hold of some of the LSD you were, you had there, Adam. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I can tell you about that in a minute. But uh, so he he uh, was filming and recording thousands of hours. You know, he had these. Uh, very state-of-the-art cameras and stuff, and he figured out a way somehow by setting the uh, shutter speed uh, and just shooting the horizon, it's, the images would start coming up of these craft and what it looked like that he'd found a way to film uh, stealth technology. So he had all of this stuff at his house, uh, all of this <laughs> stuff he'd filmed and recorded in a uh, – went in there at one point. I mean, uh, the Air Force would uh, deny this, but other people have written books about this and looked into it, like Gabe Valdez's son, Greg Valdez. He's convinced that they went in there and stole a lot of this material. But, you know, after they did, it was like they put it out there that the aliens were involved in stealing it to cover their tracks. So there was a lot of reasons for doing a lot of this disinformation stuff. Absolutely. It's, and uh, he was, uh, when he really started going off the deep end, uh, he was, uh, people saw him, he had, he, he was convinced the aliens were walking through his walls and shooting up, him up with drugs, and some people saw uh, needle marks on his arms. And, wow. Uh, and there was also... <laughs> Maybe there were. I mean, he was talking, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that was right when there was supposedly a treaty, right? Maybe they just... Government was just like, here, go get that guy. Go have fun with him. Yeah, have fun with him. He thinks they're seeing aliens. Show him the aliens. This is like a lot of the MyLab stuff maybe started here, and maybe they were doing that. They were also, uh, and Bill Moore talked about this, and also uh, Greg Valdez, that that they went to Benowitz's uh, house, and there was like these blue orbs that would float around. And uh, those as well might have been... Greg Valdez, and he's a pretty level-headed guy. He's he doesn't buy into any all the a lot of these wacko uh, theories, and he's a law enforcement guy. But he felt it was some type of uh, device that uh, another government device they were screwing around with uh, Benowitz with this little I, orb that orb that yeah. would appear. Honestly, I think a lot of it is, in fact, uh, a lot of uh, sightings. Uh, not only are I believe black budget aircraft that people are just you well, know, sure. by luck, but I think there there is uh, certain events that might uh, might be orchestrated uh, with technologies that are not even in the sky flying, but holographic technologies to fool people and mm-hmm. and just random experiments like that to see how the masses would react to certain things. Yeah, there was uh, during that uh, period. Uh, well, a lot of it happened in the 80s, but in... Uh, yes, it did. So this was stuff is <laughs> happening to uh, Benowitz in 80, 82, 83, mm-hmm. around the same time that there was another uh, sighting called uh, Cash Landrum in uh, Texas, which a lot of people think was uh, another one of these government tests or something. You might know that case. And Cash Landrum happened uh, around the same time the Rendlesham thing did. So it, it seemed like there was some major operation going on during this 
period, and Doty got involved with uh, disinforming about Cash Landrum as well. The more you look into these, you see <laughs> they all seem to be connected with a lot of these same names that uh, turn up, you know, with uh, government disinformation. How is Doty not in prison? <laughs> a lot of people uh, wondering what, the, yeah, what's the deal with that? Because he's. <laughs> I mean, um, no, seriously, somebody, seriously, seriously this guy should be in prison. Somebody to, yeah, he has to know the right people to be to avoid jail time for all this stuff. Because I mean, honestly, uh, it, look, there's plausible deniability. You know, when the government says, "Oh, we don't know anything," but go ahead and do it anyway, uh, that's fine. But when you know the gig is up and people find out that you're you're lying to people, you know, eventually they'll just turn their back and let you uh, hang. And they have not done that to this guy. Well, check it out. I know people who uh, know him, and I mean, Greg Bishop does, but I've talked to. Like a guy whose uh, dad was in the Air Force with him, and the the common consensus with with a lot of them is he was the agent that went rogue, uh, went bad, you know. Uh, right. And he he got, but he didn't get. Uh, he retired from the Air Force, and he gets a job, and he still works with the uh, right. New, Me- New Mexico uh, State Troopers. What I think that was all part of the uh, deal. He was going to be mm-hmm. the uh, scapegoat. Yep. And they, they they cover. He's still <laughs> he's still one of them. That was his role to play to take the rap after the uh, oh, Benowitz Benowitz thing came down, and like there was stuff. Uh, people were getting uh, like in Dulce. Uh, Greg Valdez talks about it. Some of those uh, guys got their house broken into and they thought it was AFOSI. And of course, AFOSI was uh, messing around with uh, Benowitz. Uh, Doty got shipped off to uh, Germany and he was there and apparently got into trouble, whatever, and that, that was it. I think that was their way of removing him from uh, you know, the operation against uh, Benowitz. Yeah, then he uh, retires, but then he shows up every few years. He's connected to uh, a lot of people believe, and the evidence supports that he was behind the Serpo thing, Project hmm. Serpo. Right, right, right. So this guy's had his like, he's had his hand in a lot of different. Uh, uh-huh, sounds like he's really good at his job. Huh? That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, quick question from the chat room. I know we kind of like glossed right over it but that camera that was used to take all those pictures do we know anything about it like shutter speed film speed anything yeah good uh, question yeah one of them was uh oh let me look at a uh <laughs> document here real uh quickly that's exciting maybe you can talk while i'm looking at this uh, i can tell you the sh- shutter uh, speed it'll that's take me a minute so fascinating that is uh, absolutely fascinating. Cover the dead air while I'm finding it. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. Other guys sing. We, we, no. Yeah, other guys. No, singing. no, no. I'm, I'm Come on. Oh, now I'm you don't want to sing. Now we can use your singing or the crickets from last week. I got no, 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 no. I, I don't want Keith getting upset on me if he's listening to shows like that. Okay, here I have this is some stuff I've been writing uh uh, by Ian, uh, one of them, the shutter speed to his camera to a thousand. Does that mean okay. anything? A thousand of a, a set zoom. shutter uh, setting. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That he, that's what they're using to capture some of those images that uh, weren't there. Uh, that you couldn't see them with the naked eye, but they showed right. up on uh, 
film, and he took a lot of those out at uh, Dulce as well. There's a man. There's a few books on this. A good guest would who really gets into the technology and knew Benowitz well, and is not into wacky theories, but uh, has some heavy information on all of this. Is Chris uh, Lambright in his book *Ex Descending*? Mm. Worth, know. worth yeah. looking into. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to look him up. Very interesting. Absolutely. Now, I mean, do you think that one of the reasons, because I was reading an article earlier so talking about, you know, UFOs, government cover-ups, about how, you know, it almost seems like we've been abandoned, that the aliens have gone away because there hasn't been a good story in, you know, however <laughs> how long. It, do you think that maybe they, you know, the powers that be have simply just gotten really good at covering things up by now? Or, you know, or the disinformation is, this, you know, machine has worked so well that we, you know, we've been seeing things and we just don't even know? We had the Roswell slides. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, let me think about that. Oh, my goodness. Question. That was funny. Um, oh, boy. Well, like Angel was saying, I know it was I loaded. some of it, a lot of it, experimental craft and mm-hmm. you know, some of the sightings. Some is just people... Uh, Sipping on moonshine and seeing things that aren't, well, just, aren't out there. Hu- just human <laughs> perception, you, you know. And right. then uh, there's some odd cases out there. I I don't know. It seems like there's uh, perhaps less uh, high strangeness uh, sightings now. Those are the ones I like. But uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the answer is. And sometimes uh, somebody pointed out after 9-11 <laughs> – there wasn't a whole lot of UFO sightings and paranormal stuff going on there for because people's attention uh, focused towards uh, other things. Maybe you, you know you have to right. people to be pointing their eyes to the skies. Yeah, that is true. I I, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, I got a lot of wacky theories, but uh, human to- perception oh. plays a part <laughs> on uh, when. Uh, we had our LSD trip uh, back in the day and saw some astounding stuff. Myself and a buddy, uh, we uh, <clears throat> basically saw uh, six to eight different uh, crafts. You know that uh, were you like your typical uh, saucer shape, a cigar shaped craft, and they got really weird and comical. And as we were seeing this stuff, we were confirming that to each other yeah I'm seeing that so you know uh, a lot of different theories like we were having a dual hallucination or you know who knows what's going on but I felt a few of the things made sense that you know UFO hotspots maybe we were in a UFO hotspots and that certain uh, drugs or altered states of mind not always drugs but uh, people often have these UFO sightings when they're in a different state of uh, Mm -hmm. awareness like a psychic or whatever right so you're more open to seeing in to these windows now what are you seeing into you know is that uh, the ETs or is it actually actually just some uh, earth energy and we're looking at it and uh, 
seeing what we there's some force or symbiotic energy there, but we're just yeah. You might we might be able to cue on, uh, hone in on another dimension, being underneath the type of drugs. Or I myself have had my encounter. I have epilepsy and I have small seizures, big seizures. Maybe if there's if there's something there, uh, somebody is high on LSD, uh, drunk, or you may, maybe my case, uh, maybe there would be a way to trigger these in and. And, and it could be used, it could be a tool, and maybe it's something that, that people really don't know a lot about that actually could be used in a sense, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that brings the question up of, you know, how much is that a real, a real experience that you're having? Well, <laughs> drug induced right. in a hallucination. Yeah, that's the only problem. Yeah. Um, a lot, well, you know, a lot of people are looking into this stuff now. There's, there's the DMT stuff, but then people mm-hmm. using ritual magic. Uh, to uh, access those. Uh... Well, the cool thing about DMT, if you follow that train of thought as well, there, there has been discussions and all that kind of stuff about how the pineal gland, which is right in your brain, produces mm-hmm. DMT. So you don't necessarily have to take anything. If you yeah. can just get yourself into that state, your brain is literally like a drug factory. You could get high just on yourself. Yeah, but it's the problem so is the brain, the brain only releases it when you're sleeping. Yeah, but though. you That's gotta the problem. No, but you can. You've got to figure out the trigger. Is that the, that's exactly it. You could make it do it on its own. You just have to figure out how. I don't know. And so, you know, one. that's what maybe uh, these uh, whoever psychics or uh, trans channelers are able to uh, tap into that and see beyond the veil. But what are, the, what are they seeing? Is <laughs> How much are we uh, Well, apparently whatever they're seeing, they're not telling us. So there <laughs> yeah. must be a reason for that too. So. Well, you asked me about how the, there's not been any uh, good UFO sightings in recent years. I don't really uh, – Has anybody seen the follow- Cloud City thing that's been showing off all over the country, all over the world? Yeah, it looked pretty bogus. Yeah, but it's multiple places. You know, I'm thinking maybe holograms, but uh, or some type of uh, projection experiment. But you know, they're you know in the middle of China, in the middle of Africa, in the middle of Australia. You know, this you know, and the shapes are near identical in the sky, floating city. You know, cubicle towers. I don't. What do, How what do you do? do, I what, do you, get there? what do you do with that? <laughs> How Seriously. do I get there? What wardrobe do I have to walk through to get there? That's all have I you, need to have know. Have you seen Jupiter Ascending? Something no, like don't talk about that crap yeah. movie. Come on. <laughs> don't make me angry. As much as I love watching Channing Tatum be sexy, that movie was just crap. I agree. I concur. <laughs> Come on. Speak hey, hey. You know, it wasn't as good as John Carter of Mars, which I hear there might be another sequel to. John Carter was awesome. I know. I don't understand that was why they movie. hate on John Carter. John Carter was yeah. great. I love John Carter. Because they didn't know how to market it. That's what Right. It a lot of people thought it was a sequel to Coach Carter with Sam Jackson. That was just wrong. That's <laughs> just wrong. What? I don't I haven't seen Dude, any of these What drugs movies. are you taking that someone thought it was Coach Carter? Really? Somebody, people actually on the internet back when the movie came out thought that was a sequel to, uh, to Coach Carter. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I oh, so, co- so Coach Carter went to Mars. Okay. Yeah, but that's because they didn't put of Mars in the title. That's what confused no, they people. Did. It was just John. Yeah, oh. just John Carter. That's it. Right. That's what confused everybody. That's one of the, the marketing was just just awful on that movie. Just it was yeah, a great movie, but it's just awful. Uh, and you know, and, and talking about that movie and, and things you know related to movies like that, uh, which of course, uh, Adam, a lot of people think that you know we're we're being conditioned to believe that aliens are out there and that they're real and and the, that Hollywood is playing a part in it. Uh, how, you know, 
how much do you think Hollywood does play a part uh, within the entire UFO spectrum or with the conspiracies like the, the Paul Benowitz uh, conspiracy, for example? And I'm going to let you answer that in a second. We have a caller who uh, just called in. Uh, called in okay. six, uh, 469, you're live on Skywatchers Radio. Do you have a question for Adam? Hey, it's Ranger Esther. All right. What's up? It's our Twitter friend. All right. Yeah. Um, Welcome. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> I was basically going to call, call him to say hi. Yeah, the um, that DMT stuff, yeah, you can, there are certain tricks that you can do meditation-wise to sort of see the other side and stuff, but I don't know about the entire um, making yourself produce it. Yeah, I've never uh, heard anybody say that you could naturally produce it. In, in well, I mean, the uh, pineal gland is what... Uh, uh, the tryptamine uh, is a product of the pineal gland, so there's a natural process there. So is it possible? I don't know, but... Uh... Well, I mean, you know, like in the Principia Discordia, consult your pineal gland. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm driving here, so I'm going to let you all go. Um, we could tell. Thank you. I'm going to call and say hi and say 93. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Freighter. We love that you listen. See you on Twitter. Yes, I didn't. I didn't catch, catch all that, but he quoted the uh, Principia Discordia, so that's cool. <laughs> Shout out to them. There you go. That's one of our faithful uh, Twitter followers. And what was his name? Freighter we something. Love- it's, Freighter. We only know him by his his Twitter name. His Twitter name yep. is uh, Freighter F Disc. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's cool. Great, cool great guy. Yeah, great guy. It's always good um, to get calls. Now, the question I asked before the caller, though, Adam, uh, you know, going right back into that, you know, how would you answer that exactly? Do you think we're being conditioned by Hollywood? Do you think the government and Hollywood have been playing this part as part of a conditioning process uh, for us? Uh, and, you know, throwing the Benowitz uh, situation, throwing yeah. other, uh, you know, other mind control methods out there uh, just to keep us distracted from what they might be really working on. Okay, connected to all of that, uh, the you know Bill Moore and all these was working with uh, mm-hmm. Paul Beno or with uh, Doty and right. disinforming Benowitz, and they were disseminating. You know that's how MJ12 got up there, got out there. These groups of guys, all of this uh, culminated in a uh, television special in 1988 or it was 1989 called UFO Cover Up Lie. Are you okay. familiar with that? I've heard of it, yes. Yep. And that really put out a lot of these memes. A lot of people point towards uh, Benowitz. Uh, that's where it was actually AFOSI came up with the term alien gray. And uh, that, that was what Bill Moore said that uh, in some of the documents they fed him came up with the gray and the model of the gray that we right. uh, know now. And that, that appears in that UFO cover-up live. And they had uh, – so Bill Moore – what it was, it was – check it out on uh, line. Uh, it uh, was like a live uh, broadcast. And uh, it was done by uh, Michael Zellickman, who produces all the uh, – Academy Awards uh, presentations for the last 30 years. So it was a well-done 
production. Your host is Mike Farrell from MASH, and they okay. brought on all these witnesses and scientists and the UFO ex- experts like Bill Moore and Stanton Friedman, and they uh, talked to members of the aviary who were uh, filmed in the shadows with their uh, voices uh, altered, so you didn't know who they were. They ended up being... Uh, Doty was playing the role of Falcon, and uh, another guy named Robert Collins was uh, playing the role of Condor, and they were talking about a lot of these things. They brought up Area 51 in that uh, show, which was – and so once again, it's, it seems like it was a part of this whole operation. They were all connected. This is the same period that uh, Bob Lazar came uh, you know, on the scene, and they mm-hmm. – uh, Show, a few years before uh, you had they, you had the movie com- about you had the book communion also a few years before with the gray in the in the cover that's also it came out around that time period uh, came out came came out about the same time as that a little yeah, bit yeah. Uh, yeah. at the same time a little bit after i think uh, and uh so that had a lot to do with informing uh like the x files you know cuz the x files right. came out with all this uh yep Stuff that's like straight out of Dulce that there's these <laughs> they're doing these uh, biogenetic experiments. Yeah, six, looking forward to that. To they were on. that's how they, they were connecting like the uh, cattle uh, mutilations. They were taking certain parts or something and who knows, and using them in these hybrid experiments with the aliens who were in these vats, little alien hybrid babies in these mm-hmm. underground facilities and all that stuff came out in uh, X-Files, you know, another <laughs> decade later. It seems all like a lot of that was connected. But I think, I think you know, Chris Carter and those guys, not necessarily uh, disinformation agents, but they were just picking up on what was out there and right, ufology right. Uh, during that period. What was the popular memes, you know? And Chris Carter is a, a navigator, but it was effective, fan, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, I, does that kind of answer your question? Uh, that does answer your question. <laughs> disinformation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all been one big lie. Uh, my guys, theory. Uh, Everything is a lie. It's a big, big lie. Stick around. We're going to be right back after a, a brief break of right here on PSN-Radio.com. Skywatchers Radio. We'll be back with more Adam Go Rightly and more of your calls. If you guys want to call in, 245-8127, area code 786. Call in. We'll be right back. Share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of 
Steel, and more. SupermanHomePage.com. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. from home all on my own they say separated by fools who don't know what love is Live on Skywatchers Radio with Adam Go Rightly, and it's been really a exciting uh, hour and a half here or hour with Adam. I mean, it's just flown right by the hour, and we got about twenty more minutes left with him. So if you guys want to call in and ask anything, please do so. The number again is seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. That's seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Doesn't matter if you're east, west, or south of the Rockies. I don't care if you're north of the equator, <laughs> South Pole. You could be on Mars. You can call that number. You get right in and talk to Adam. Uh, Adam, now going back to what we were talking about here, uh, you know, we connected the dots here, and uh, pretty much you answered my question on, on you know the government playing uh, this part with Hollywood, uh, and I think it's it's something that's continuing on and on and on. But do you see an end date to any of this mind control with uh, the alien conspiracy? I don't know if I buy into any of that. Uh, 
Because I don't think we're ever going to get disclosure. By the way, I mean, oh, as, no. Well, no. we don't. We don't know that there is something <laughs> to disclose. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one thing uh, that I've uh, been looking in different stuff about the Air Force's involvement back when they did Blue Book and Grudge and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They basically uh, dismissed everything publicly, you know, that there was some explanation for, you know, from whatever, flock of seagulls to right. swamp, swamp gas. gas. I, I right. gotta ask you a question. Do you think they called it grudge because they had a thing against the gray aliens already? No. <laughs> uh, I forget what the reason <laughs> was, but... Uh, that wasn't it, obviously. No. What, no. Uh, according to... Uh, there's a good book by a guy named Howard... Uh, Blum that uh, looked into a lot of this stuff, and he found other freedom of information stuff. And actually, that was the public face of the Air Force that they were doing behind the scenes. They were actually uh, disturbed about a lot of the sightings because they really had no uh, explanation for uh, some of them, you know, and it bothered them from a national security uh, standpoint. You know, the, the public thing was nothing to worry about. Uh, none of these are real, but uh, you know, Air Force guys behind the uh, scenes, uh, you know, they were so, some of them were pretty disturbing because they couldn't <laughs> answer, uh, you know, some of the big events uh, how they happened. So they didn't know. They don't know. Didn't know either. You know. So that's with uh, disclosure. Are they really sitting on something, or is, are they as perplexed as you or I about? Uh, What's going on? That's what I I suspect that. Uh, do you think that Roswell was real a real alien event, or you think that was a black budget project? A lot of people think something uh, significant happened uh, there. Now, uh, I don't t- uh, totally dismiss the mogul balloon thing, and when that mm. you know the Air Force came out with their big report in. Uh, the 90s, and they said it was this mogul uh, balloon, and uh, that would make sense. They'd want to cover up that uh, the mogul balloon because what those things were were like uh, they were they were top secret, and they put them out in the atmosphere to test. Uh, you could test if like you know the Russians were uh, testing atomic bombs and that type of stuff. They were like sensors uh, setting you know during the Cold War. Uh, Period. Right. So, with uh, you know that that makes sense, but there's all kinds of theories. And the first guy we talked about, Bill Moore, who looked into this uh, case. Of course, he was tied up with Doty and that whole thing. But uh, he's friends with my buddy Greg Bishop, who's got a pretty good uh, BS detector, and uh, he feels that. When I've heard Bill Moore talk, that. Yeah, there was something uh, weird that went on there, and there were some witnesses that uh, believed that what they saw there was uh, unique uh, remains of uh, something. So uh, who knows? I I tend to think there's probably a more rational explanation, and that uh, mogul balloon uh, thing makes uh, sense to me. You know how legends (laughs) grow over the years, too, like – who was the Jesse Marcel was the uh, guy right. supposedly found this stuff, right. and his his son uh, later came out and uh, 
said that he had witnessed that those materials too, but a lot of people didn't right. come out with their memories until many, many, many years uh, later. They never spoke about this stuff, so who knows what's uh, going on. Maybe they wanted to believe. Maybe there was something to it. A lot of the witnesses... Uh, you know, it turned out to be pretty uh, sketchy. With they basically couldn't uh, verify their claims, or there was discrepancies with their stories. Like the uh, oh, there was one guy who claimed he was an ambulance attendant, and he picked up the bodies at Roswell. But a lot of their stories didn't check out or totally check out. You know, so mm-hmm. you never really. No, for sure. Common consensus with people I respect is they still think something significant happened there. Yeah, but, it's funny but, though because to, to add, you know to add to that real quick, you know Jesse Marcel, I think it would be a little bit insulting to him as a person, and and, and you know being in the in the military at the time uh, to believe that he wouldn't tell could have told the difference between a, a weather balloon and, and a spaceship of some sort mm-hmm. of craft. Of some of some alien origin, or even earthly origin, or whatever. But he, he couldn't tell the difference. Is insulting because here we're talking about a guy who's very decorated. Uh, he's been in, in service for a long time now, and uh, you know he he this is what he does. You know he, he should know these things. So for the government to say, oh no, it was a weather balloon, he was mistaken. That's the most and, insulting thing I've ever heard. And he was uh, supposed to be intelligence. Uh, other people right. have uh, looked at his uh, military records. And said, uh, wait a minute, uh, a lot of this stuff doesn't add up what he was claiming his rank was and what his duties were. So I don't know, man, unless I really – you dug into all the uh, documents to find out. But, you know, there's all kinds of stories around that same period. Uh, there was more than just the Roswell crash. Right. There were two or three others. That There was one prior to uh, that that was – talked about in a, a book it was called the uh, Aztec crash I think and that later ended up being a hoax right prior to Roswell so is this like a model there they were using during that period to cover up uh, the testing of secret craft remember it was 47 so they mm-hmm. brought mm-hmm. the paperclip guys with right. the technology and they were all yeah. based out of yep. Los Alamos in New Mexico, mm-hmm. and, and so Adam, you hit it right on. You hit it right on the head, my friend. That's exactly what I believe yeah. uh, was going on back then. I think that uh, Van Braun and you know, Werner Van Braun and all these guys that came over uh, participated in probably one of the biggest uh, scientific uh, exchanges of technology from the Nazi Germans to the Americans, not aliens, Nazi Germany two of the Americans, and I do think that they were working on some kind of uh, really exotic aircraft, UFO-ish uh, mm-hmm. in nature, and you know, they what, the brought that technology... The Hanabus, yeah, one of them. That could be one of the... Yeah, there's well, a couple different this. ones. Do you think they actually got it down to Antarctica and have been developing it since? We don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> they won't even like go there. Yeah. You can't go down to Antarctica. Exactly. That's one you of the most mysterious there. places on the planet. I don't understand why more people don't talk about that. that and you legitimately cold. cannot go there. That if you want to go there, you have to get permission. Right. Even though it's not owned by any country, you still right. have... And every country has a base there. Well, right. you, have Which you heard about... Um, have you heard about... What is it now? Um, the uh, NBC crew that disappeared in O2, they possibly recently found the footage of what they filmed. Oh no! And apparently, it might be actually some uh, really interesting ancient ruins. 
Oh, uh, they'll, they'll probably they'll probably make a found footage film out of that, like uh, Paranormal Activity soon. No, 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 uh, no, no. The government <laughs> the government said that they can't let them air it. Of course. The government said, nope, well, you're not airing it. Nope, nope, nope. Well. No this, this is one of those stories where I'd have to <laughs> yeah. have to dig a little deeper. You get a lot of things on the Internet making claims, but you, know, you look for a source, and it's like... Uh, it's crazy. Now, here's a crazy thing. Uh, if we follow this timeline, in the 40s we had, uh, of course, the you know, Second World War, which was over what, in 42, I think it was 40. 45, pretty 45, much. 45, right. Uh, we, but before that, we had the death of Nikola Tesla, who was working on, uh, by all accounts, uh, some kind of aircraft that looked like a UFO before he died. He was working on schematics for, for this technology. And he passes away. Then shortly after the war ends, shortly after that, we inherit all these scientists from Nazi Germany. Then a couple of years later, Roswell happens. Mm-hmm. If you follow this timeline, it almost leads you to believe that, yeah, they, they were just working on the experimental aircrafts. It crashed. And honestly... A bigger conspiracy and a bigger cover-up would be America's working on Nazi technology with with Tesla technology <laughs> than aliens. Like that would be a bigger thing to cover up than well, working on Nazi stuff. Chan- what's the chance of aliens coming here from God knows? Very slim. How how far and then they crash? Right, right. And there, very, there's very there's, mu- there's multiple. <laughs> you would figure. If they could, if they could, you know, achieve interstellar travel to a galaxy far, far away from them, yeah, they could avoid crashing in a farm somewhere on Earth. You know, they could avoid that type of situation. Maybe I don't know. This is why I, I have know. a very big imagination. And just, I mean, think about it. I mean, okay, so you, you obviously you got this awesome spaceship. You come, you travel. I mean, something stupid could have happened. It could have been something in our atmosphere that they didn't plan for that messed with, I don't know, whatever is in their topic. I mean, you don't know. I don't. I think that you're right. It's probably more likely that it was a government ship, but I don't think it's implausible that an alien ship could crash. Eh, I would use Occam's razor on this one. If they can come from that far away, I doubt they're going to have that kind of issue. By the way, we're joined by Jaffe Ryder, who just joined the call. Jaffe, uh, welcome to the show, Skywatchers Radio. How you doing? You're live. Uh, I know Jaffe. How's it going, Jaffe? Sure do. Hey, guys. Hey, Adam. How's it going? I just uh, actually just caught wind that you were doing a show with these guys here, so figured I'd uh, call in. Danny told me, he's like, there's just a few minutes. You better hurry up. So, yeah, here I am. <laughs> I think I got a good question for you. So, uh, Shoot. Uh, Radio Mysterioso, Greg Bishop's uh, project that he's got uh, over there doing his thing, and, and yourself with uh, what was formerly known as Untamed Dimensions, What's up with the theme song, man? It's like, who ripped who off, exactly? <laughs> Whoa, that's a good question. <laughs> I think we uh, ripped each other off a little bit. It's, uh, I think I heard him playing it on his show, but he didn't use it as, as an introduction, and it's from Plan 9 from Outer Space. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and so I use that in my Untamed Dimensions at, uh, it's like Criswell's uh, talking. I forget what yeah, all it right. was. And because uh, I know at the time I was using it, he didn't use that as an intro. He used like some Tibetan chanting. But uh, so I we're, we're good friends or whatever. So oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't so, matter. I think I think I'm, I I think I got it from him, but I think I used it as a show intro before him. Yeah, I, of course, when I say rip off, I'm just joking around because I know you guys are on pretty good terms. So, 
Um, but uh, and I'm, I'm I'll duck out of here now because I guess there's just a few minutes left. You guys are going to try to wind her down, but uh, uh, I think we're we're on schedule to uh, hopefully we got you penciled in maybe three or maybe three weeks or four weeks down the road here for a show on Pirate Radio, if uh, if uh, you remember our what our, our conversation that we were having there a little earlier. So as far sure, as the new yeah. year goes, okay. Yeah. So and as far as the show, this I wish I it was this for two hours or so. I guess the interview. I'll I'll be I'll just check it out in the. You uh, missed an amazing show. episode, my friend. <laughs> oh, man, I just heard about it from a so friend. Late. I was like, what? Come on, check it out. So thanks, I appreciate it, Adam, and and uh, thanks for bringing me on here, Angel. So uh, no worries, brother. all the best. Okay, happy New Year, the, everybody. The uh, show will be live in about twenty minutes after the uh, the show's over on SkyWatchersRadio.com, so you can check it out there. Well, yeah, that's, technically that's be quick. live. It'll just you know it'll be done. It's not going to be live. Well, it'll be live on the website, so people get downloaded and, and listen to it well, over yeah. and over again. Now, now, don't thank argue. you, other guy, for your two cents of misinformation. Now you have there. to kiss and make up. <laughs> No thanks. It's the hetero life mate. We call it hetero life mate for a reason. Yes, indeed. We don't kiss. Ah. We we hit we hit pause. We don't kiss. What we the hit hell pause. was that? What was that groaning thing back? I don't there? know what the heck that was. Danny, is that you? No. That's that was was That could have been somebody. me. All right, I was making a cat noise. <laughs> that's what it was. That, that was a cat, cat noise. Holy oh, I'm just trying to be a subtle cat. That's all. You know. I don't know. I thought I thought a pooty cat. Anyway, uh, Adam, you know, give the audience uh, a rundown yeah. of uh, where they could find you, your links, your website addresses. Uh, you know, obviously they could buy the books on Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. Get them all there. They're great. You know, all eight, nine, or whatever it is. Get them all. Read them. There's a lot of really interesting stuff in there, especially all the Manson stuff. Uh, but tell anybody else how they could you know find your work. Well, thanks. Yeah. Amazon, of course. I have an AdamGoRightly.com. I have a, uh, a blog that I haven't really done much recently, but that's uh, GoRightly.WordPress.com. Then I, we didn't talk too much about the Discordianism. Your one caller, Freighter, or whatever his name was, mm-hmm. mentioned Principia Discordia. I've done a lot of, a uh, couple books on uh, that. I'm the curator of the Discordian archives, and there's a website all about that. People are interested in the uh, Discordian Society and Robert Anton Wilson and whatnot, and, and that website's called historiadiscordia.com. We're going to we'll save that for the next time you're on the show with us. Yeah, sounds good. Definitely, definitely. And there's another one you were going to say? Uh, I don't think so. I do uh-huh. have other websites, but uh, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And uh, you can never go wrongly if you contact Adam Go Rightly because exactly. the information is amazing, amazing info. Uh, Adam, you know, we, before we let you go uh, for the evening, uh, I wanted to ask you another uh, question here. Uh, what's more exciting for you to write about? Conspiracies dealing with the Mansons? Uh, what you know? What what subject are you more into? The the stuff with Mansons, JFK, you know, uh, MK Ultra. What 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 really uh, tickles your your or floats your boat the most? Well, I got into a lot of this stuff writing uh, about conspiracy stuff, and now I've I've seemed to uh, <laughs> got to the point where I'm uh, I feel like I'm almost a debunker, uh, uh, <laughs> or uh, kind of doing a deeper analysis of a lot of. Uh, the conspiracy theories out there because there's so much crap uh, these days. So yes, yes. Me, uh, what do I enjoy writing about? Uh, d- depends. Uh, 
got into this, uh, whatever's at hand, as you gathered, I'm kind of uh, eclectic. So, uh, you know, with, uh, with the UFO subject, I've written a lot about it over the years, and it was one of those uh, things where I'm working on a couple of UFO books mm. now, and it's kind of the culmination of having all these books and interviews, and over the years, I had to get around to writing the UFO stuff, so I'm kind of doing that right now, to, and it interests me, and, you know, it'll be a couple of years, and I'll move on to something else. I'm starting to get <laughs> inter- interested in extremists from... <laughs> really? With uh, radical Islam, but uh, Islam, but also the extremist... Uh, we have in this country with you know, like Donald Trump. Uh, well, he he's, <laughs> he could he could he could be a figurehead for a yeah. movement. But I'm, I'm looking, you know, the militia movement and a lot of these uh, the extreme ends of these uh, different uh, uh, movements going on, you know, in the U.S. and the world. I'm starting to get interested in that to find out uh, more about it. And there is more and more of these groups popping up every every year, isn't there? Oh, like, you you it's crazy. You'd, uh, you'd be surprised no, how no, no, large no. the malicious malicious surprised. No, unfortunately, <laughs> that's the sad part. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me anymore. It's it's crazy. Uh, it, it's just insane. Go ahead. Oh, I, so yeah, that's. Uh, I think my interest will go there eventually, but. Uh, yeah, there, there's. Uh, I've heard some numbers of three hundred thousand. When we say uh, militia and uh, extremists on that end of the uh, spectrum, they're made up of a lot of uh, different groups that overlap with each other. You know, right? Such such as <laughs> what's going on in uh, Burns, Oregon, right now. But that's another. That's topic still going for- on because I just stopped watching it because it was so ridiculous. Like it's very, it's very ridiculous. Still there, they're still very, there. Very ridiculous on on one level, uh, f- humorous as hell. But then, if uh, but do we uh, all understand why it actually took place in the first place? I I could give you uh, some background, but we don't have <laughs> no, we don't have time, time for it now. But I, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all in depth to history. On I'm in Oregon. So it's all a little bit of history of I thought of some of the people getting put in jail for some something for starting a fire or something like down the road that they didn't commit and they claim I don't know forest fire it, it, on some type of planned or I don't know. Yeah, that's that's part of it. That, part uh, of it. I think I'm just really mind boggled that all these you know men with guns have taken over a building and they're just still there. They're they're just still there in the building well, with their guns taking it over. We, that, that just we, happened. That just happened. We could, we could get into the weeds on this, but there's reasons why it's playing out the way it is because of Ruby Ridge and, uh, and the the wackles of Waco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the government's trying a uh, different approach. We'll see if it. Uh, yeah, you're right. The government's actually putting people in that are dressed like militiamen in the town and causing and having them cause havoc and problems. Apparently, I think I think that's bad information from what I. <laughs> that would make sense if it came from the other guy. It's got to be bad. I believe CNN <laughs> itself covered it as well as Fox News uh, covered it. Oh, then it must be true. That, that, that it's completely false. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Fox and CNN said. It's false. 
Let's yeah. not e- let's not even go there because I've been <laughs> <laughs> looking at another this. hour. We gotta go. Three hour show, guys. If you want to do another no. show, yeah, I can do a whole show on uh, that. No, Adam, that, we're gonna have you back on soon because we got to do another hour and a half with you, man. It's always uh, yeah. a lot of fun. Definitely. Great. Uh, we're almost out of time, guys. Uh, for everybody who's on the call here, for Crystal, for Alan, Chris, uh, for Jaffe, who's still on there, for Adam Goreilly, our guest, and, of course, producer Danny, thank you all for being a part of the Skywatchers Radio. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode and another great topic to talk about, UFO-related, of course, in one way or another. Uh, so everybody listening in, please uh, stick around. There's more stuff on the network on psn-radio.com. And, of course, if you're listening on uh, Dark Matter Digital Network on the rerun, keep listening. There's more great stuff coming up over there also. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Stay tuned uh, for what's next, and uh, be safe. Most important than anything else, just be safe. Skywatchers out.